Podcast. I'm Brother Frank, and I'm with my brother and former political prisoner. Today's episode, we focus on the, one of the last Wednesday we have available to conduct a, um, an episode dedicated to the International Working Women's Month. We recognize the contributions of international working women wherever they at. Black women, we salute you and your, and your contribution to moving our people forward. We understand the importance and the responsibility we have as a people to recognize what you have done because once one generation understands what the prior generation does, then they know what they need to do when dealing with any particular situations that's occurring. Uh, today's episode, we want to continue to focus on uh, the contributions of our sisters. Uh, one sister in particular we had in mind was a member of the Black Panther Party, and I think as well she was a member of the um, Black Liberation Army. We have somebody that's going to come on well, we expected the, for the person to come on and speak about this sister. Her name is uh, Sophia Bukhari. Bukhari, yes. And we're interested in what this brother has to say. Uh, Tariq Haskins, he was on our episode before, former political prisoner, former member of the Black Liberation Army. You know, we have to... Top soldiers. Yes, we have to control our narrative, and we have to do it by controlling our media. For Brother Abdul Haq Islam, when you think about our strong, empowered sisters, um, sisters like Afini Shakur, like a Sophia Bakari, and so many others, what comes to mind? Uh, these are female lions, uh, our lionesses, you understand, that, uh, you know, are very, very fundamental. Uh, you mentioned Afini. Afini was Tupac's mother, um, Tupac's godmother, was a sonic Shakur, you know, uh, uh, a well-known superhero 
in the movement, you know. Um, and these are the type of sisters that we look back on our history that give us inspiration. They lift us up, you know. Um, both uh, Asada and Angela Davis, uh, you know, uh, studying the things they said, both of them uh, relate the information that they came up during a time when the oppressor, you know, uh, were very, very diligent in trying to destroy our spirits and our will to win and down press us, you know, to make us feel that there was nothing that we could do about our situation, you know, that would be that way forever and that all efforts we would make for liberation was useless, you know, and both of these sisters provided priceless examples that lifted up the spirits of our people, you know, uh, they gave us that courage, they gave us that heart, you know, and, you know, we love them for that, you know, and um, the most tall respect goes to our warrior women, you know, uh, Asada, you understand, a sister whose uh, liberation from the hells of North America, you know, from the gulag, you understand, um, you know, was a uh, 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 fire, and it gave fire to our movement, you know, uh, you know, being released from a system that um, purposely tries to destroy our humanity, you know. Uh, she, she, she rose up and, and, and was liberated, you know, um, Angela Davis, you know, also, uh, you know, uh, who chose the profession as, of a teacher, you know, uh, on the war front, you understand, which is education. Right now, this is a critical war front where the enemy, you know, has uh, wants to take control of the education, to take control of our minds, to uh, raise us to be mindless to be uh, helpless, you know, uh, to be weak and submissive, you know. This is a sister, you know, who fought on that war front, you know, who was accused of murder, you understand, and um, uh, being involved with the uh, Soledad brothers, George Jackson, you know, who, um, you know, she had fallen in love with, you know, and she was accused of supplying them with weapons, you know, uh, contributing to the uh, shootout in the courtroom, you understand? Um, so uh, these sisters are, are, are heroes, you know. Uh, this is, uh, you know, doing Woman History Month, this is some valuable history for our people to know, you know, and to respect our women, you understand, and, um, you know, to give them the props that they deserve. And for other sisters Absolutely. to take on the example to be revolutionaries. Absolutely. And I, from this book right here, We Want Freedom by Mumia Abu Jamal, current uh, political prisoner. It tweets about Afini Shakur. It says, Afini Shakur walked tall and proud among these people. She admitted an inner strength and assuredness that made me say to myself, This is a black woman worthy of respect. 
So that's just to let you know the quality of woman Afeni Shakur was and the fact that she was willing to take a position of leadership in the Black Panther Party. And I thought that that was very important because sometimes we're, we're under the impression that um, the Black Panther Party um, was just about men. You know, it was about us as a people standing strong and everybody had a role to play. And a woman's role was very important because as we talked about before, the, the large portion of the Black Panther Party that the women made up. And when you think about uh, the breakfast, about medical programs, these are uh, tendencies that uh, women um, have as far as being nurturers. And so that was a very understandable that it came out of that uh, portion of the Black Panther Party. And I think that when we talk about the Black Panther Party, we have to let that image of strong, powerful sisters resonate with us. Hey man, brother, peace and love. Oh, Bruce Willis, right on. Oh, peace and love, brother. I was, peace, brother. I was waiting. What's up, brother? Hey, peace, brother. How you doing, man? Yes, sir. Holding on, brother. Yes, brother. Uh, so the brother Sophia A. Bakari. For those who don't know about her, as such as myself, because I'm not very informed about her, I want to be educated too. Because this is a podcast about, about educating and being educated. So, brother, let us know. Okay, Sophia Bakari was a Black Panther. Uh, she was a minister of information of the Black Panther, the Harlem chapter of the Black Panther Party. She took over after they arrested uh, Brother Daruba Ben Wahad. He was the Minister of Information, but he was one of the Panther 21 who was arrested for uh, a, a number of bogus charges. And those charges that was leveled against the Panther 21 are a case of the CIA carrying out an operation. And that operation was to convince the people that the members of the Black Panther Party were insane and they were charged with uh, wanting to bomb uh, Macy's and Gimbal's stores that were frequented by black people. And also they were charged with wanting to bomb a botanical garden, you know? So that's really insane. And so that's how it becomes clear that the, 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 the uh, botanical garden, and that's how it becomes clear that the CIA was, a, was attempting flowers, right? The CIA was attempting to convince the people, convince the people that the Black Panthers were insane. And so once they arrested Daruba Ben Mohad as a member of the, of the uh, Panther 21, uh, Safia Bukhari took over as the Minister of Information for the Harlem chapter. Uh, she was later, uh, um, I was a rank and file at the time. That's how I got to meet her. Uh, my partner got arrested and I got arrested with him. And while there, I met in, in jail, I met members of the Harlem chapter of the Black Panther Party. So when I got out, I was I was hanging out with them also. Then I was introduced to Safia Bukhari. And Safia Bukhari also uh, with dead time. She did about eight years. And I think her co-defendant did even longer. But she was down in Virginia with two other Black Panthers who was acting as security for her, as I recall. And uh, while she was in a grocery store, the grocery store owner and his son uh, said that uh, Safia and her two partners were attempted to rob the store and they wasn't ro robbing the store. They, they, uh, they had guns on them, but they didn't have the guns out. And I think one of the owners saw uh, one of the guns. And, and so he killed 
the store owner and his son killed one of the brothers and shot the other brother in the face. And Sophie was there trying to uh, help the brother who was shot, who later died. And and she was captured uh, and charged with a murder and attempted robbery. And they, and she did uh, eight years out of that sentence. So Sophia Bakari, uh, after she got out, she continued the work of the Black Panther Party, you know. So yes, that's that's uh, some of Sophia's history. She continued to work, and she was a founding member of the Jericho Movement, which was a movement, and that movement is still in existence. And one of the principal tasks when the movement was first started was to go to the UN and present information to the UN that said that there were uh, uh, political prisoners in the U U.S. jails. You know, because uh, that was a, uh, she wanted to establish that with the U.N. and the U.N. to approach the United States to tell them that there are political prisoners in the United States jail and they should behave accordingly. You know, so that was a, uh, one of the tasks of the principal tasks of the Jericho movement. That movement is still in existence. And as you know, back then, uh, uh, when, the, when the Jericho, uh, back when we were in jail, the uh, uh, President Carter had said that there were no political prisoners in U.S. jails. And right after he said that, uh, uh, Andrew Young, who was a minister, he was the, uh, in charge of the U.N., a delegate uh, for the U.N., the United States to the U.N., and a reporter asked him, were there political prisoners in the United States? He said, yes, and perhaps there are hundreds of uh, political prisoners in the U.S., and Jimmy Carter fired him as a result of that. But that is to say that uh, the officials knew that there were political prisoners in the United States, and that is one of the issues that Safi Bukhari worked on. Uh, and as she also worked on... Uh, uh, letting the uh, citizens of the United States know that there were political prisoners and that they should be free because of the, the different things that they have been working on and because many of the persons who were political prisoners have been freeing, you know, and Daruba Ben Muhammad is one. He did 19 years and uh, ultimately he was released uh, after it was established that he had been framed and then Geronimo Pratt did 27 years, as I recall, and then it was established that he was innocent and he was released. But a number of persons, uh, Mumia, we're still working with Mumia. We know that he is innocent and the law enforcement especially know because they are experienced in dealing with uh, law enforcement issues. They especially know that Mumia is an innocent person. And so he has been framed also. And the government attempted to frame me for a murder, but I uh, took the steps to avoid uh, being captured on the scene, and then I would have been charged with uh, murder, but it was a frame-up, and so uh, Sophia was working on that issue, and that is what the Jericho issue uh, movement is working on. So, if you will, if there, should I go on or what? Well, brother, I had uh, a question for you. Uh, yeah, what, oh. uh, what is the uh, function of uh, Minister of Information? Uh, and well, how can that be used in different movements that exist today? Well, the function of the Minister of Information is to let people know what the particular organization that person worked for is trying to do. For instance, uh, 
one of the things the Black Panthers was trying to do was to re-Africanize Black people, and that is necessary for us to go back from, uh, transform ourselves from being a Negro back into being an African person, and then we will behave uh, appropriately under the, under the circumstances. And the Minister of Information is to let people know that that is one of the issues that uh, the organization is working on and let people know that the organization is working on a new uh, uh, school model, uh, a new method for raising the children. And, and, and the new method of raising the children goes back to us being African because if you are African, it takes a village to raise a child. And that's very important because uh, the way people raise their children, they raise their children in a way that uh, they saddle the child with adult responsibilities and that really messed the child up. And that really turned uh, a lot of children into maniacs. You know, uh, a, a child has to continue to be a child until the child grow up. And if you saddle a child with adult responsibilities, uh, many of them will morph into maniacs. And, and these are the people that are running this system but if you raise a if you raise a child, a village raise a child, then the parents can deal with the adult responsibilities, and the children can be with the children and continue to do childish things, and then we won't have a society that produces uh, maniacs who want to establish an empire and want to take over other countries and make them customers, and regardless of the pain that involved in making that other country a, a customer country, you know. So the Minister of Information will put out information like that to let people know uh, what the organization is about, yes. And, and that's needed, that's, I'm sorry? Definitely a lot of need for that type of work today. You know, for example, to stop the killing uh, among our folks. That's right, that's right, yeah, go ahead. Brother, I was gonna say, when, when the sister Sophia was gone, uh, I know there was a strong campaign uh, to bring her home, right? Yes, it was. Uh, 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 how that campaign works so those who are struggling to free political prisoners can learn from it. Well, the campaign works in terms of uh, letting people know what the particular person was involved in. In, in Sophia's case, uh, she was a, a minister of information and uh, she was a Black Panther and the Black Panthers were trying to re-Africanize our people and trying to let them know that uh, a socialist economic arrangement is better because in a socialist economic arrangement, you don't exploit the people and and you don't exploit the people and you don't do what's done under the capitalist system. The capitalist system know that because we are exploited and because we don't earn enough money to sustain ourselves, they know that we are going to rebel, and so what they're going to do and what they are doing is training people from the birth to the death, training, brainwashing people to think of themselves as piles or something and, uh, uh, and, and as animals, and so they will accept uh, going along with this system, you know, and they won't see anything wrong with it, and they will see the authorities as God-like figures and... Uh, and so that's what uh, uh, the Minister of Information will let them know that under a new system, 
you won't have this thing of training people to think of themselves as pounds or something. And those persons who are not successfully trained to think of themselves as pounds or something, they are either tortured or killed or locked up, you know, in order to get them to comply. Uh, so under a new system, the socialist system, that those practices and techniques would not be involved. And the Minister of Information will let people know that, you know, uh, that, uh, that you know, a new system is a better way and uh, economically and uh, that we have to retrain ourselves uh, and that we have been trained wrong. Uh, you know, we have been trained under a system, a hierarchical system, family situation. The father said, I'm, I'm, I'm the head of the family and everybody else got to obey me. But that's basically saying I'm the superior one and the children and the wife are just inferior ones. And uh, that point, that make that make the family uh, prepared to live under this type of society. You know, once you said I'm the superior one and you was the inferior ones, uh, that's uh, prepared them to live under this society. But the minister information let people know that's not the way, you know. So a minister information in terms of a revolutionary organization is a, is a a central component of that organization. I was going to say, like, you know, um, why do you think that the United States is in denial of political prisoners? And um, what happens if we uh, don't struggle and fight to free our political prisoners? Well, it's essential that, you know, the ruling class is only a few people, you know, a few, hundred, a few people. Let's say it's a five million people. <laughs> so they can't really... And, and that five million people, they're not going to really get out there and confront nobody with a gun. And they not, once they see all the blood involved, how many kids got to get killed and that sort of thing, they're not going to do that. You know, so they, what they do is uh, they criminalize persons who resist them. And this way they can call in the law enforcement apparatus and use them, you see. That's why it's necessary to criminalize revolutionary so that the, the, the few million ruling class people can call in the law enforcement apparatus and say, get that person. That person is a criminal and uh, uh, they will be subjected to all the behavior involved in the law enforcement of uh, uh, labeling that person a criminal and uh, locking that person up and putting that person through the court system. And the, the, the ruling class is able to use those apparatuses to accomplish what it is they want to accomplish. They want they don't want anybody uh, saying anything or anybody resisting anything or presenting any alternative to the present situation. And the, uh, uh, the uh, ruling class is able to do that by criminalizing uh, revolutionaries. And so that's why it's necessary for us to go and tell people that this is what is going on, that this person is, is really not a criminal, you know, and this person is doing things to help you out. And although the ruling class will present the opposite, that the person is a criminal and the, and the person is trying to gain things for him or herself, that is not the case. But the ruling class, uh, they have the, uh, uh, the um, the publishing uh, apparatus, uh, the news apparatus, the print and the electronic apparatuses to use, and they have the law enforcement apparatus to use to declare a revolutionary a criminal and get those 
uh, apparatuses to move against the person, and this this enabled the ruling class to uh, keep ruling the way they do. Uh, you know, um, that's very important that you elaborate that critically because not too many people are going to look at it that way because we don't control the media and we don't control those ideas that are circulating consistently in our community and mm-hmm. amongst our people. What I wanted to address is that, um, you know, how important it is to write to a political prison because I know Sophia was down all them years. I know she got a lot of support, a lot of writings. And how did she describe if she knew what those writings meant to her? Well, it, well, I, I know that she thought that that was important that uh, persons was writing to her because that let uh, her know that things are working normally, you know, uh, that people know, believe her, and believe uh, what she has been saying and what and believe in what she had been doing. They believe that she was working to help them out. And so that's why the authorities want to uh, cut, cut your mail off. And and as part of, con- they have to convince you, <laughs> the, the, the targeted person, that you are doing wrong. See, that's essential. And, and that's why they cut off our mail. You know, in my case, I know they had my mail in the warden's office and we had to file a lawsuit to get it. Piles of my mail was in the warden's office. You know, a guy who cleaned the warden's office out, he let me know and I let my lawyer know where my mail was going to. But that's important to convince the political prisoner that you are wrong for supporting the system because the mail that come in will say, uh, we appreciate what you're doing and uh, thank you for sacrificing <clears throat> to help us out, to inform us and to try to stop these people from terrorizing us and stop these people from killing us, you know? So the mail situation is important. And so if a person can drop a person a, a letter and that will let them know that uh, confirm and affirm to the person that the behavior that they have been uh, practicing was the correct behavior. Yes, yes. I agree with you 110 percent. About the uh, Minister of Information getting information to the people and uh, you know um, and extolling a revolutionary way of life. So through communications, that is a way of the political prisoners to be in touch with the community and continuing that instead of uh, bringing that uh, revolutionary consciousness, that revolutionary uh, commitment to the masses of people. Yes, but I noticed that when I wrote to um, a political prisoner, Veronica Bowers, I wrote up seven pages and they sent it back. They said that them could be five pages. So they're very petty and they want reasons to um, deter you from writing them. That's I right. writing them back writing them, I was waiting for him to write back. What I think that these letters do is they they uh, strengthen the relationship between you and political prisoners or our heroes, because that's what I call them. They're heroes. They're freedom fighters. I got a short letter back that I wrote to Ron's when they sent it back. And it wasn't no whole lot of paper. It was one, one page. And the king sent it back. See, that's, that's what you got to understand. Ron, why would they uh, want... Want you to um? Why would 
they uh went through this uh they was to send a letter back, right? We have to raise those questions because now we have to understand, okay, there's something going on that's not correct. And um, we have to make sure that we fight for it. We're taxpayers. They use our tax dollars to build these prison industrial complex systems. So therefore, we got to challenge them to make sure that they... Uh, and that's right. And, 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 the, and the citizen... The authority is supposed to work for the citizen. So the citizens are supposed to tell the authorities, but you can see that the opposite is, is, is what goes on. <laughs> the authorities tell the citizens that this is what the way it's going to be. And as I say, it's necessary for the uh, authorities to convince the political prisoners that he or she has done wrong and that he or she is wrong, you know, and that's, and one of the components of doing that is to withhold uh, the mail from the person because the mail was let the person know that you, the behavior you did was very good and it helped us out, you know, so they want to convince the, the, the political prisoner that they are wrong and that everything they do is wrong. And so the, the mail situation will, one of the ways of preventing the authorities from doing that. The authorities are, are wrong. They are the wrong, and they are the leaders and teachers of everything that's wrong. You know, so that's that's the way that goes with the authorities. You know. I got a question, brother. Um, what was the uh, method uh, by the Panthers? You know, to combat the um, enemies plan to take our manhood and womanhood. As we study this history, uh, as we look at this culture, we see that they want to turn the term boy. They want to reduce us to children, you understand? To take the manhood, you understand, of the brothers and sisters and, and, and the womanhood of the sisters. So uh, what was the, the vibe, you understand, of these uh, among the Panthers, you know, these uh, you know, these, 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 these rulers of, of the jungle land, you understand, to uh, enhance and, and, and make black people stand up with Right, that's, that's why I said it was necessary for the Black Panthers to re-Africanize the Negro, because the Negro has all all the qualities that the authorities are trying to put in us and that we are they call us boy and girl to say that we are subordinate and inferior that's what that means and then they and then they want to convince us that we are stupid and that we are cowards and uh and so when we re-africanize a person we go back to the time when we know clearly that we are intelligent, that we are courageous, and uh, that we are, are very valuable people. So we go back to that time. That's part of re-Africanizing ourselves. But the, the Negro, the Negro is, is a person who has been broke and who accept this boy uh, uh, thing and this girl thing, and, and we can't have that. We cannot live like that. Uh, that's causing a lot of us to drink and do drugs. Every time you think about it, it causes a lot of tension uh, to thinking yourself as stupid. And, and I, let me point this out. 
the authorities, the, uh, the FBI and the CIA are people who are in a very painful situation because they think of themselves as stupid. They trying to let us know with all these scenarios that they are intelligent and that we are the stupid one. But it's very painful for people to think of themselves as stupid. So they are in a lot of pain. They are killing us to convince us that they are not stupid. You know, that's one of the main things that reasons why they're killing us is to convince us that we are, they are not stupid, you know? And so it's a very painful thing. So that our people are gonna, it's necessary for our people to re-Africanize themselves and know that they are intelligent. We are intelligent. We gotta know that. And all these scenarios is for the purpose of convincing us that we are stupid, huh? So we want to know we are intelligent. We, we are. We come with that game where they try to make us think that's superior, supremacy, white supremacy. That's right. Yeah, but like you know, if, if, if you watch all these movies, like I, I was watching uh, Chuck Norris the other day, and uh, they had a black guy there to 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 look on him. And admire him. All the James Brown, uh, James Bond pictures, they have a black man or a black woman who look on and admire James Bond. He's courageous, but that's that's to show that uh, we look on the white man as being courageous and intelligent, and we are not supposed to think of ourselves as courageous and intelligent. That was a teaching us to think of ourselves as stupid and cowards. But the fact is, we are the ones who. We are courageous people, and we are intelligent people. And that's why it's necessary for us to go back and read these examples and know that we are intelligent, we are courageous, and we are valuable entities in this world. The most valuable human being is the most valuable entity in the world. We are human beings. Absolutely, so, brother. So in the spirit of Sophia, we're going to shut it down. We gave the people enough ammunition. We ask them to uh, please share, donate a dollar, hit like, and uh, continue to fight in the spirit of our warrior uh, 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 soldier. Um, what's the call? Free them all. What's the call? Free them all. Free them all. Y'all are doing good. You're doing good for the people. Free them all. Free Peace and love. Thanks again for tuning in to the NEPPC podcast. Please share. With uh, 10 people, uh, donate a dollar at Cash App, Seth Fusankofa, S-E-F-U-S-A-N-K-O-F-A. Help us do our work. Help us struggle to free our political prisoners. Don't let political prisoners die in prison. Peace. <laughs>